Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Power number two of Oilers Now, Bob now is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. We're going to go into the Oilers Now injury report brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. Unrivaled experience, unrivaled commitments, unrivaled results. It's this simple. James H. Brown, they're the best. They're the best at what they do. That's injury law. Speaking of injuries, Ryan Nugent Hopkins after missing the last 12 games. Um, was back in. He had a shoulder injury. So the only two players that are going to be on the Oilers uh, injured list are both on LTIR. Oscar Clefbaum, who hasn't played a game in the last two seasons. Kyle Turris, who's uh, on LTIR with a lower or uh, an upper body injury. So, And Turris wouldn't be playing if he was completely healthy. He'd be further uh, pushed down the queue. So the Oilers are completely healthy for tonight's matchup against the San Jose Sharks. As uh, we at this time go to the Oilers Now lineup report for Craig Hummel at Remax Excellence. Find your dream home, sell your old home, sold today. Edmonton.ca. Connor McDavid with 26 points in 20 career games against San Jose, plus seven with Evander Kane and Kyder Yamamoto. All three players have six goals in the Oilers' last seven games. It'll be Leon Dreisettel with Ryan McLeod and Zach Hyman. Ryan Nugent Hopkins with Derek Broussard and Yesel Pugliarvi. Devin Shore with Warren Fogle and Zach Cassian. That means Derek Ryan and Josh Archibald are healthy scratches for tonight's game. On defense, Darnell Nurse playing 25-51 with Cody Ceci. Nurse plus 14, CC plus 12. Duncan Keith at plus 8 with Evan Bouchard, who's having a solid offensive campaign. Brett Kulak will make his Oilers debut. He'll be paired with Tyson Berry. Mike Smith starts in goal. 13-13-3, a 2.57 goals against average, and 9.27 save percentage against the San Jose Sharks. McDavid leading the NHL scoring race by 5 points over teammate Leon Dreisaitl. Huberto was third at 86 points. The Dreisaitl at 88. McDavid at 93. Austin Matthews leads the league in goals with 46. Drysaddle tied for second with Kreider at 42. San Jose, Tomash Hurdle with Timo Meyer and Alexander Barabanov. Logan Couture uh, in his 13th season with the Sharks. Their captain with John Leonard out of UMass Amherst and Rudolph Belsers, who had some time with the Kamloops Blazers. Scott Reedy with Nick Bonino and Noah Greger. And then Sasha Shimlevsky, uh, Shimlevsky uh, with Jonah Gad, uh, Gadjevich 
and Jeffrey Vial. Vial's a tough kid. You can chuck him. Jacob Menya on defense played at uh, the same school as Josh Archibald at the same time at University of Nebraska-Omaha with Brett Burns, a 10-time 40-plus point score. Eric Carlson with Nick Merkley. Mark Edward Vlasic, who's playing just 15 minutes per game with Nicholas Maloche. And it will be uh, Capo Kakinen in goal. He was 12-8-3, a 2.87 goals against average 9-10 save percentage with Minnesota before coming over in that trade for Middleton. All right, that's your lineup report for Craig Hummel at REMAX Excellence. Find your dream home. Sell your old home. Sold today. Edmonton.ca. You can uh, reach us at any time on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline at 780-496-0063. The River Cree Resort Casino Excitement. Bet on it. Open 24-7-0. Restrictions. And you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Same number, 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue. Um, there we go. Hmm. This text comes in. Hey, Bob, just tuning in right now. Not sure what you're talking about. Well, thank you for jumping aboard. Uh, do you think instead of running a uh, barn uh, to sort out their issue, like some of your best guests were willing to do, uh, we're talking about Kyle Dubas and Kyle Davidson running a barn in a virtual universe and getting after after they each upgraded their avatar or whatever it's called uh, with a bit of uh, George or Probert, just my sort of humor. There you go. I'm, I'm not, I, I still haven't seen the full uh, context of what happened there between those two. Uh, and Reseto out of Nelson, B.C. says, Bob, do you think the owners will call up Dylan Holloway? Might need him for the playoffs. How's he doing in the American League? Uh, if Benson's and Seviers are lighting it up and Holloway uh, better be at least dominant if he's going to help out in Edderville. Well, uh, Dylan Holloway has played 26 games. He's got seven goals and 13 points. He's minus three. So I got a point in his last five games, but by all reports, and I do get reports after each game, played pretty well last night. Uh, AJ from St. Thomas says, Bob, I think that the RNH line may be a bit isolated tonight. Give JP a chance to continue to give up, his, uh, get a speed going. Uh, first NHL game uh, with uh, back for RNH, and then obviously uh, first game for Derek Broussard as an Oiler. The, Sean has texted the show on the Ashley Five Floors text line. He says it confuses me that Nemo is not in the lineup. I understand that we just added Kulak and we're committed to Barry, but nobody else in the order's defense is bringing that kind of physical play, the kind of play we'll need in the playoffs. That one comes to us from Sean. He's referring to Marcus uh, Nemo Linen. This texter out of Edmonton says, Bob, do the Oilers finally have their whole team back? Yes. They've got access to all of the guys uh, that you would want. Randy out of Brooks is Texas on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. He says, Bob, the bigger players like the Bison King should be embarrassed when a five foot eight guy plays the most physical game. He's referring to Kyler Yamamoto. And Rugged from Saskatoon has texted us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, and he says it would be great if Paul Yarvey or Dry Settle behaved more like a hammer instead of being trying not to be the nail. Brian Burke used to say, you can tell who's the toughest kid on the playground by grade two. It's just the way you guys are. You really can't teach a player to be tougher. Uh, okay. Sometimes it might say that bullies are, are uh, 
you know, the toughest kid in the playground at grade two, grade four might be a bit of a bully and gets exposed later in life. Sonny in Vancouver says a few months ago, people were railing on Kyra Yamamoto for not producing. Now it's Pulley I think people forgot these guys are still young players and trying to find consistency. One thing I noticed about Pulley Arby is that he's falling down a lot right now, whereas early in the season he hasn't. Not sure if it's because of the recent injury or lack of gym workout during the course of the season. I think it's summer of training. Uh, and coming into their man strength will help the likes of Pulley, Arby, Yamamoto, McLeod, and Bouchard. Again, you can text us at any time at 780-496-0063. Steve says he's surprised Archibald out tonight. Thought they wanted to play him when at home. Thanks from Steve. Uh, we'll see. They've built a heavy line here, short center with Fogel and Cassian on the wings. See whether or not Josh Archibald ends up, uh, you know, getting in against Calgary. And Coach Mike says, Bob, it's game 65 tonight. You're either a playoff team or you're not. No more trap games. Put up or shut up. Well, the Oilers played three games at the end of that five-game homestand against Detroit. Found a way. Buffalo owned them from start to finish in New Jersey. Rallied and blew them out. We'll see what sort of juice they have tonight against San Jose. There's no way the Sharks can play worse than they did earlier in the season, the 3-0 victory that Edmonton had on the Skinner shutout. One thirteen in Edmonton, back with Kevin Weeks for Canadian Power Pack when we return in Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chet. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. It's a game night. It's one sixteen in Edmonton, and we are going to head off to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. We are pleased to be joined by... From the NHL Network and ESPN, longtime uh, NHL goaltender Kevin Weeks, whose appearances are brought to you every Thursday by Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical, constru- electrical construction and service, electrical prefabrication, and solar. Kevin, how you doing? I'm great, stuff. How you doing, man? What's going on? Well, you know, uh, Sharks in town tonight. Oilers uh, had a quick two-game trip uh, late nights. Got in, uh, played Colorado, played well, could have won that game. Uh, got into Dallas at about 3.30 in the morning, played the Stars that night. Flew home, got back to Edmonton at 4 in the morning. So, uh, body chemistry an issue. But, hey, look, you worked the NHL trade deadline. I'd like to get your thoughts on that. How do you, uh, you know, the Oilers made a couple small additions with Broussard and Kulak. What would you think of that? Um, I mean, they, they were that. I think that they were good complementary pieces. Broussard's always been a good playoff performer, especially during his heights when he was a ranger. And uh, Kulak's steady. I think he's steady. He'll kind of compliment the back end. So, you know, their big deal was Evander Kane. Yeah. And to their credit, they pounced when everybody else was kind of unsure or didn't do as much due diligence or just wanted to go in a different direction, which is to the Oils' benefit. I give Kenny a lot of, a lot of credit for that. You know, I remember breaking that one because I was in – conversations with people that were close to that, not named you. And I remember breaking that transaction. So I think that was a huge one for the oil. Evander Kane's been an awesome fit. He's been exactly what they needed, exactly what they wanted. And uh, he's been a great fit for them so far. He's been a really good player. So when you get the opportunity to talk to Dan Milstein, are you going to talk about a short-term extension, or do you think there's going to be a team that's going to end up going? Go. Uh, do you think somebody offers them like four times four somewhere? I mean, why not? Like, listen, this is not the first player that, that's had some challenges, right? And I think every every one of us in life has had our own version of challenges. Oh, yeah. Personal, uh, 
Uh, there are a lot of great Oilers that I hear, and for great reason, that a lot of the fans love and adored that have had personal challenges along the way. And, you know, going back to Slats and the great Glenn Sather, he's always been very open-minded that way and very supportive of the resources for those players and their families to, to you know, get through difficult situations. And for a lot of other fans that might not recognize, Kenny was doing that in Detroit for years. You know, I don't want to name off every, every one of them, but there are a lot of guys that played in Detroit that have gone through tough stretches, and Kenny Holland and the Illich family have been there for them during their tenure too. So I could definitely see a team picking themselves, and I've spoken to a couple of teams that were like, blank, we should have known this. We should have gotten in here. We should have been more aggressive. And quite frankly, two of those teams that I've spoken with couldn't stop raving about um, the Oilers and, and Kenny Holland specifically going after Evander as aggressively as they did. And quite frankly, my understanding is right from the jump, the Oilers were there and they expressed their interest right from the jump, uh, right off the bat. It isn't something that they waded into. So I give them a lot of credit, man. They had conviction in going about this and they end up getting a, a really good player. A very productive player, unique player, and I, I certainly think that some other teams in the marketplace uh, are, are going to be a little bit more aggressive this time around. But listen, what's undeni- undeniable is how great of a fit it's been. Edmonton has been for him as much as he's been for them. I think it's been a really, really great fit so far on both sides. Kevin Weeks for Canadian Power Pack. Whose body of work as an organization did you like the most on uh, trade deadline day? probably say Billy Guerin, former Oiler Billy G. I'd say Billy G's Minnesota Wild. And the reason why I'd say that is the Wild are very different under Bill Guerin. And, you know, I I played with so many guys and friends of so many people from Minnesota. I work with a lot of them and I played with a lot of them. And I've always been saying the Wild, I would call them the mild with an M as in Mike, the mild. I'd say they're always so mild. They're always so, like, Vanilla, they're so tame, they're just one-dimensional. They don't really have any unique characteristics about them that jump out and grab you, right? That was always my thing. And uh, Or the tame would be the other thing I'd call them instead of the wild, jokingly. And, you know, people agree with that. And more importantly, Billy Guerin, when he first took over, he told me, he's like, this team's too vanilla. Not enough personality, not enough jam. Well, they got it now. In this team. They got they it got now. They got it now. So that third line, Marcus Foligno, Jordan Greenlight, I can go up and down. You bring in DeLaurier. But more importantly, you, you get the flower. You get the best goalie that's in the market, the reigning Vezina Trophy, third winningest goalie all time. And I think those moves to complement the year they've had so far, uh, I think they'll continue to pay huge dividends for them. I love their body of work at the trade deadline. Well, I'm looking at Minnesota, and either they're going to come in second or third in the central, or they're going to get a, a wild card spot. And logic would dictate that you know they'll they'll probably get Calgary if because they'll, they'll be the first wild card team, so they're either gonna you know, they might play Nashville, who's got a tough team, or they might play the Flames, who's got a tough team, and if they end up playing St. Louis, St. Louis is not a timid exactly. team, but they're not as tough now. Like Minnesota, Nashville, right. and Calgary, those teams are tough teams, man. Yeah, they totally are. I mean, I think Janot has changed the balance in in Nashville this year. Western kid, he's having a huge year for them. Uh, I would then, you know, obviously they're top, led by their captain, Roman Yossi, who's having an amazing year. But in the toughness department, Tanner Janot, you still have an old veteran on defense, and Borowiecki will still go, and he'll hit, and, you know, he'll drop him. And then, uh, to your point, 
What I really like about Calgary under Daryl is all of a sudden the Calgary Flames are playing like the L.A. Kings North right now, the old L.A. Kings under Daryl, like the cup-winning teams. Uh, I mean, it's it's really impressive in the transformation that, that Daryl's done in Calgary. You know, it really is. Like, I, it, I can't tell you, and, you know, I, I look forward to the Battle of Alberta this weekend, but I can't tell you how different that team is. Matthew Kachuk was the only player game to game, shift to shift, that was in the battle. How many times have we talked about this the last two years on yep. your show? Yep. Especially in the Battle of Alberta. He was the guy. He was in there and shift to shift, game to game. He does that. He was pulling guys, trying to pull guys into the battle. And now under Daryl, everybody's in the battle. And they are much tougher as a team. There's less perimeter play. Johnny Goudreau is the best example. And he's having a heart trophy type season. He's going to the middle of the ice. No more dipsy pull up on the sideboards at the wrong times. It's been an amazing transformation under Daryl Sutter. I can't say anything less than that. He's done an awesome job, and it's only made the Battle of Alberta that much more compelling. We're joined right now by Kevin Weeks for Canadian Power Pack. Kevin, those three beasts of the Southeast, Tampa and Carolina, were going at it the other night, and man, Tampa Bay, they got they got her going really on Friday. Uh, they they end up getting Brandon Hagel. They also I love both both Hagel and 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 then the Nick Paul trade. I'm still trying to figure yeah. out what the heck Ottawa was doing, and I like Pierre Dorian, but I did, did not understand Hamannick, and I didn't understand the return on Paul. But Tampa Bay added basically added two thirds of a third line there, didn't they? Yeah, they did, and they did. And you see, that's that's one of the things with you know we we've discussed this numerous times. Those deals. You know, a lot of people look at the, the top six or the, the starting goalie or the, the flashy one or two defensemen, but Stanley Cups are often won and lost, not only with those superstars or those top-end or star players. It's, it's, the, it's the support pieces. And the support pieces, say what you want. I've talked to everybody in Tampa numerous times. I've done games, been to games, talked to them. Patty Maroon, for example is the only man on planet Earth not only that had a not only that had a three-peat last year, but has a chance at a four-peat this year in the world. The only person on the planet. And you know what? Depth player. Corey Perry, depth man at this point in his career. Now you bring in Hagel, depth person. Blake Coleman, the last few years, that third line that they had there in, uh, in Tampa. Obviously, Coleman's now in, uh, in Calgary and Goudreau's here in New York, but... All things being equal, those players in the lower part of your lineup, they make a difference, a huge difference. And for a lot of listeners, read Jonathan Tay's quotes about the trade of Hagel. That'll tell you everything you need to know. Yeah, he was obviously not very happy with the trade and wondering about the direction of the organization. So who's got the best team? Who's got the best team between Tampa, Carolina, and Florida? Do you have to bet on uh, Tampa because of Vasilevsky? on Tampa because of A, Vasilevsky, and B, they've got the recipe and the recipe book that it takes to win, right? Now, there's no entitlement. That doesn't mean that they're going to get that three-peat, but I tell you what, they've got the recipe, so they know everything the recipe calls for, and then they can improvise a little bit and add a little bit of this and add a little bit of that that might not be on the recipe. Now, as far as the actual teams, skate-to-skate, helmet-to-helmet going, in a matchup, I put Florida Panthers right there with them, and I put Carolina Panthers right there with them as well, man. Two of my former teammates, Andrew Burnett in the OHL, is doing a great job with, uh, with Florida since coming in for, you know, the second winningest coach all time, Joel Quenville. 
Bruno's done an awesome job with their group. Their GM, Bill Zito's done a great job there too. Got to give him a world of credit. And then in case of, uh, in the case of Carolina, my man, Rod Brindamore, like Roddy B, everything you're seeing from him as a coach is what I saw from him as a teammate, as a player. That team's a wagon. They work. They're probably the hardest working team shift to shift when they're on their game in the league. One could probably say in Carolina. So, all three of those Southeast teams, as I've said all year long, all three of them are legitimate Stanley Cup contenders, of course, led by the Lightning because they're repeat cup champs and they have a chance for a three-peat. Kevin, final question for you, and it pertains to Edmonton's opponent tonight, the San Jose Sharks. Uh, now they, Don't sleep on them. Uh, and no one here is thinking because they, <laughs> they know the Oilers, but there's some pride in that room. They got Carlson back, don't like the contract, but they got him back. Uh, you know, between yeah. Carlson, Burns, and Vlasic, who's only playing 15 minutes a game, they have $26 million tied up in three defensemen. They get uh, Hurdle signed to a 8.1 times eight-year deal. I-, I know where they are in the standings, but this is a dangerous opponent for Edmonton tonight, isn't it? It is, man. It is. My man Bob Buchner, another former teammate who's doing a nice job in San Jose. Like, say what you will, that's a rebuild team. They've had a lot of key injuries at key times. You're all Burton there. James Reimer has played really well for them in the net. They trade for Capo Kakinen. I broke that one the other day as well. Uh, the young goalie, the young Finnish goalie from Minnesota. So they're, they're playing hard, San Jose. They really are. And from a rebuild to be a game or two above 500 is impressive. So and they went into Calves, and they have, they have the Flames number. You guys know that. They've got the Flames number. And they went in there and played a hard road game, a hard-fought win for them, and now they're coming uh, up to Edmonton in what really should be a big challenge for them, for the Sharks. But if you're the Oil, you can't take the San Jose Shark team lightly, man. They, they play a hard brand. They're able to re-sign Tomas Hurdle, who I know is getting a ton of attention in the marketplace as a pending free agent. They re-sign him. Uh, I think it was eight for eight. And, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're going to be a difficult team to play against Oil can't take them lightly. They've got to come out literally flying out of the gates early on home ice, take advantage of having last change. And I want to shout out my man Jay Woodcroft as well, somebody I've known since we were kids and, and played against. He's done a fantastic job for the Oil so far since taking over. Fantastic. Hey, Kevin, great job breaking some of those trades over the last, uh, well, over the last week. A much appreciated appearance here in Oilers now. Thanks, Soft, and thanks to the fans up in Berta, man. Hope everybody's having a great day. Thanks so much for having me on, brother. All right, that is Kevin Weeks from the NHL Network and ESPN. It's 129 in Edmonton, off to a global news weather traffic update. Brett Hedekin, the longtime television analyst of the Sharks, when we return in Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.